Welcome to Hermeneutics on Pratheus Prayer Podcast. I'm Reverend Emily. Hermeneutics includes the methods and ways we come to understand the Bible. Today, we'll take a closer look at Psalm 46. First, I will read the psalm. Then we will explore a few key elements to help deepen our understanding of the Word of God. Hear now Psalm 46. It is titled, God's Defense of His City and People. To the leader of the Korites, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. A couple of the key elements. First, we need to note what kind of text is this. And when we consider the literary criticism perspective of the biblical text, we see that this is a psalm and a psalm is a lyrical poem but it does not follow the traditional conventions of lyrical poetry that we are accustomed to today. This is Hebrew poetry. I think it's also important that we take a look at the subscription that says that this is a psalm that is written to the leader of the Korites. Some Bible translations will have it denote that this is a psalm of the sons of Korah. It's important to take a look whenever there's a subscription underneath a psalm because it gives you a bit more insight into what's going on. The sons of Korah were like the worship leaders, if you will, were a a group of worship leaders during a time. And it was actually a conflicting group of worship leaders. However, um, although they uh, were in opposition to the main group, Um, their psalms are included in the biblical canon. We can talk more about the sons of Korah at a later time. But that lets you know that this psalm is in that particular group of psalms uh, that is written and attributed to the sons of Korah. Something interesting to note about the sons of Korah is that they have a very different perspective on on how the the world is formed. Um, 
we call this in uh, academic circles, uh, concept metaphor. And what that means is they have an idea in their mind of what it is like to exist on earth, where heaven is and where uh, hell is, if you will, or our understanding of what that means. And just like you and I have an idea in our mind, we look heavenward when we pray. We look down when we cast uh, uh, down uh, our thoughts at the devil or the enemy, the attack of the enemy, we always say in the church. We have different directions in which we look. The sons of Korah uh, believed in a an idea or a concept, metaphor, if you will, that humanity kind of existed um, in the middle, if you will, Uh, not in a spiritual way, but in a physical way. They thought that we literally were kind of caught up in the middle, heaven above, hell below. And that's important to know. And because in their minds and in their belief and in their tradition, they believe that it was God that dwelled in the city. So when we city, the city is in heaven and heaven is above. So when we read verse four, that says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the most high. Of course, they're speaking about heaven. And even though they have a different way in which they imagine or believe heaven, we can also glean an understanding that God is above, but we also know that God is in the midst. Another key element in this particular psalm is that this song captures the voice of God interceding on our behalf. And who is God talking to? God is talking to the rest of the world, the, the those that are coming against um, the body of believers. We have here in verse 8, it says, Come, behold the works of the Lord. See the desolations that he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. When you are in, when you are, are, as Paul says in the New Testament, pressed on all sides, there is a joy that comes when you realize that the victory is already won because God is fighting on your side. When you realize that the same God that formed the foundations of the earth is the same God that is fighting on your behalf. In fact, the word says that vengeance belongs to the Lord. Then you have a power that nobody in the world can take away. And so this is what the sons of Korah have framed for us. The voice of God is interceding on our behalf. Uh, In verse 6, when we go back up, it says the nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. His voice, he utters his voice and the earth melts. The very voice of God that spoke creation into being is the same voice of God that brings peace. The same voice of God that spoke creation into, into being is the same God that speaks peace. 
there's also another key function, a key element in this psalm. There is a phrase that is repeated, just like a refrain in any song. In verse 7, it says, the Lord of hosts is with us. It's important to know what the Lord of hosts is. The Lord of hosts speaks to a military terminology. In other words, God is like the great general that goes before us and that is leading and fighting and warring with us and on our behalf and for our good. So the psalmist proclaims, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Um, And then we go down into verse uh, 10. And this is the key element of this psalm that we see on coffee mugs and t-shirts and everywhere. We see what is traditionally translated as, be still and know that I am God. And we usually take that to mean okay, we need to uh, just relax and and we take it as a call to personal piety. We take it as a call uh, to, um, to rest and to let God work or to let go and let God. However, other Bible translations, which and this is why translations are so key, other Bible translations translate that verse very differently and it gives us something more deeper that encourages our faith when we look at other translations. Traditionally, like I said, once again, verse 10 is translated as be still and know that I am God. However, other translations translate verse 10 as enough. I alone am God. Also, other translations will take a look at it and say, Stop your striving, for I alone am God. All of this means one thing. Another one more. Let me let me one more translation. Another one says, "Stop your fighting and know that I am God." At the end of the day, this is God interceding on our behalf and telling those that are warring for powers, those that are sitting in high places, uh, that. Their fighting and their warring for power is for naught because it is only God that will be exalted among the nations. It is only God that is exalted in the earth. And that at the end of the day, those that believe in God are the ones that will be on top. We were never meant to be and nor will we ever be the tail. We will always be the head. And when we realize that God is at the helm of our life, when we realize that God is fighting on our behalf, when we understand that we are not in this fight alone, that we already have the victory because it is already won. You have a joy that the world didn't give you and the world couldn't and can't take away. And if you receive it, say amen. If you want to uh, join in on the live discussion, please make sure that you drop us a message in the comments. You leave us a voice message and we can include it on our recap episode as well. Um, We will dig a little deeper. Um, If you want me to go deeper into this psalm, we can take a different uh, take as well. Um, I do want to mention before I close out that it's important to understand as well the different metaphors and language that is captured in the psalm. Uh, Just want to mention one thing here to give you encouragement 
right at the beginning of the psalm, it says, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. And we, especially those of us in the black church, we quote this verse quite a lot. But I think there's also some additional encouragement when we read a little further down as well. It says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and roam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. As we go through 2021, yes, it is, we start to see some levels of normalcy return to our lives. And yet still, there is the threat of variations and different things with this pandemic on the horizon. I just want to encourage you again today, beloved, to fear not, for God is with you. The same God that shaped this earth is the same God that indwells within you. You are not alone in this world, and you are not alone in this fight. So once again, if you receive it, say amen. Please let me know if this is a blessing to you all, and um, we can keep it going. I really like the idea of sharing this with you all as well. So please let me know if this is a blessing to you. You are listening to Pratheist Prayer Podcast. I am Reverend Emily, and this is our first hermeneutics, a womanist Bible study session. I'll see you next Wednesday at 12 noon for another edition of hermeneutics. And then also don't forget to join us Saturday because we're going to be taking a closer look at um, reflecting on our first Coffee and Convo session with maternal health advocate Valessa Bell Jackson of Enjoy Birthing Services. And then we'll also uh, be gearing up for the next Word on the Go as well. So please keep an eye out and join and follow us along and be a part of our journey so that we can walk through this together. Love you all, and I hope to hear from you all very soon. Until next time, God bless.